Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. Hi, everyone. I am Christy Maggio, and I am here with Ori Spado to talk about his book, The Accidental Gangster. Ori and I um, come from the same town. That's right. And so... Rome, New York. Yes, Rome, New York. So I'm really excited today because I want to talk about your book, and I want to talk about how it has certain life lessons in it. You know, it goes from telling about how you went from small town Rome to coming here to Beverly Hills and ultimately getting involved in one way or another with the mob. Tell us about where that desire to be someone different or not stay in a small town, where did that come from? You know, one thing that I've been all my life was an avid reader. Mm. I enjoyed reading at a young age. And I, I attended Barringer School, and I was a bad boy a lot in class. And the teachers would always, you know, when you're a bad boy, they put you in the cloakroom, mm. all right? But it was right next to the library, so I would sneak in and get books. And I used to love to read books, biographies. I can remember reading Lou Gehrig, uh, Babe Ruth, professional baseball players. I read their books, their biographies. And I read a lot of other books. I even read Lucky Luciano. <laughs> but, you know, I... And then, you know, I... I used to go to the library there they, every Saturday and I'd get more stars than anybody else for reading more books. And what was it about the books that you read as a child that inspired you to say, I want something different, I want something more? Well, you know, when you're from home, small town, you know, that's how you know you're a young kid. You don't know about what's going on in the rest of the world. And one thing about reading, reading takes you right out of the zone and brings you in other places. Mm -hmm. And you, you see these places in your mind. Uh, I mean, it's reading and, you know, I try to urge everybody to read because you could learn so much. I remember in prison and while I was in prison, I read over 300 books. Wow. But I can remember my friend Chris brought me a book one day. He said, you're going to like this one, he said. And I took the book. I started reading it. I think it was Echo Park by Michael Connolly. Oh. And here I am in a, a, a cell, prison cell in Brooklyn, New York. I opened the book and Harry Bosch driving down La Cienega making a left on Melrose, and he brought me right back home. 
I mean, it was awesome. I mean, there I was in Brooklyn, but I was back in Los Angeles. And in my head, I could, I knew where the liquor store was, the gym. I knew everything that was there. Mm -hmm. This is what reading does. So, I mean, reading takes you to places that you might not ever get. Fortunately for me, I got to a lot of those places. And I got out, I, I joined the Army at the age of 18. Got on my first plane, I'll never forget it. My first plane ever was from Albany, New York to Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Mm. And I was in the Army. That's when I joined the Army. And uh, from there, I mean, I ended up in Hawaii and other places in the world. What, one thing that you said is, you know, you, you went to prison, you know, and, but you read a lot of books while you were there. One of the books that is a big staple in a lot of people's life is Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And, you know, when we were talking before, you had mentioned how, you know, it's like, that's what I used without really knowing it or having read it, but that's what I used or that's how I, you know, you lived your life previous to knowing that it was even written. And one of the things in the book, one of the steps towards the riches and whatever, is imagination, right? And so I think your ability to imagine those other places or the life that you wanted, how did that help you in, you know, in creating what you had? Well, you know, it's imagination, visualization. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you want something in life, you got to be able to visualize it. You got to see it. You got to feel it. You got to touch it. You got to have a burning desire. Mm -hmm. I first read Think and Grow Rich. After the first time I went broke. And I, I, I came to California with my wife and my daughter. I had to move back to New York. I couldn't wait to sell a life insurance policy and wait 30, 60 days for my commission check. I had to put food on the table every day. Mm -hmm. And I ran into a guy in a diner, told me about combined group of insurance company, you my double company stall, how I can make $100 a day cash in my pocket. This is 1971-72. And I met the manager, I got hired. And they sent me to Boston for two weeks. They paid everything. The only thing they ever paid. But they paid for that. And one of the books, the first book was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon. Mm -hmm. And I read that book and I said, my God, this is amazing. This guy has put names to things that I've been doing all my life. Mm -hmm. Because I've been out there hustling since I was 10, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. Had a paper route. I used to win the contest to get more people to subscribe to the paper. How do you get that? By knocking on doors. Mm -hmm. I mean, right, you get rejection. So I learned rejection at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And I learned that the more doors I knocked on, the more people have yeses I would get. So the book, Think and Grow Rich, is an exceptionally, obviously, you know, I had probably given hundreds of that book out people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's one young lady I think I told you about that, mm -hmm. that became a Hollywood celebrity. I 
when she was 19 years old before she moved to California, New York City, I gave her that book. Mm -hmm. She carries it with her every single day. What do you think it is? You know, you then read that, you, then you became uh, successful in insurance sales. I mean, and what you did, you put those principles to everyday life, which you have been doing prior to that. But at the same time, now you're just like, oh, wow, okay, this, it is there. What was it that then you said, why do you think most people don't reach that level of success? Because most people are quitters. I refuse to quit at anything that I do. I feel that anything you put in front of me, I can do. And I got to figure it out, how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to achieve it. And I formulate the ideas in my mind and I go for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people know, people who know me say, Ori, you ain't going to give up. Right. You know, there's an old saying, if you ask Ori Spado for something, expect to get it because you're going to, mm -hmm. because you're going to do it. And that's why, you know, I done, you know, I'm going to do it a fixture in Hollywood. I mean, I was able to sit down with people and remedy situations. A lot of situations which were very bad, but I could do them and handle them because what the mind can conceive and believe, you can achieve. Mm -hmm. And quitters never win, winners never quit. So word quit is not my vocabulary. Right. I don't want to even think, I would never think about quitting at anything. Mm -hmm. Now, you eventually got into certain situations that weren't legitimate, which ultimately you, you know, you ended up doing some time for in prison. What do you say to young people today who look at the life, right? I mean, you, like, that was... Uh, that was quite the life you and anybody that reads the book will see, you know, you were in Vegas, in California, you were living a great life. However, it wasn't always, you know, what started out legitimate didn't, what didn't always end up being honest. And a lot of times young people today look to instant gratification. They just want that, the, uh, well, I'm going to go and, and sell drugs or I'm going to go and you know, scam this person because then I can get a lot of money, whatever it might be. What advice do you give to them? I give the young people fast money goes fast. Don't go for it. Mm. And in today's world, you're not going to do it. You're going to end up dead or you're going to end up in prison. There's no question. Those are the only two options these young people have who want to go on a life of crime. I mentor several young people, and not just to stay on their own life of crime, but I teach them how to find something that they love, mm. that they can do for a living, and become an entrepreneur, become a business person. And I always stress, what do you love? I try to extract, it might be a hobby they love, mm -hmm. that they could turn into a business. You'd be surprised. But you got to love what you're doing. Because the key is you want to be happy in life. You want to have 
good family. You want people around you to be proud of you. You want people to say good things. Keep your word. That's the most mm. important thing. And, you know, I'm here today talking to you and not in the trunk of a car because even in my life of crime with organized crime, I kept my word. And I was a hustler and I made money. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a thing that each and every day I got to do is make money. It's my subconscious. It's my mindset. And, you know, a lot of people are still trying to get their mindset. You got to have a mindset when that's developed by the time you're age four years old, I believe. You know, some people could get it over time, but, you know, your mindset and how you react to things is very important. And you got to be able to accept things as they are. You know, it's like I knew the day we were going to come that I'd get arrested. And then when that day comes, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like being a chain shackled and having cuffs put on me. But when they bought me into a jail, boom, I knew. Okay. My mindset changed. Mm -hmm. And that became my home for five years. When I read the book, okay, I found that there were quite a few lessons in there. One of them being, you know, eventually, you know, when you're when you're doing something it will eventually catch up to you if it's not always honesty. However, like you like you just mentioned, the one important thing that you always did do was keep your word. And I think a lot of times today, you know, I grew up in an old school Italian family too, and your word is your bond, right. right? Your word is everything. And if you can't keep your word for whatever reason, then you just don't say you can do something unless you're 100% certain you can keep your word. The other thing too is that is that that perseverance that you had, and we previously mentioned this of not quitting, but you were constantly looking for that next thing, that next moment. That that didn't work out, it didn't stop you, it didn't hold you back. You were like, okay, well, if I'm not going to go this way, then I'm going to go this way, and so that is something that I think. A lot of people today have this vision or plan in their mind and think it's, everything's going to go in a specific direction. And it doesn't always happen the way we plan it, no. right? And so what do you have to say in that sense? Like, I know you said you don't quit, but when the road takes you a different direction, what do you, how did you choose to, how did you work through that? Well, you got to accept the fact that, look, we're all human. We made mistakes. Okay, and everything does not. There's always going to be an obstacle in the road. And most people get upset and quit when that obstacle arrives. Mm -hmm. Okay, I take that obstacle as a learning experience. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. They got to be able to turn it around. Mm -hmm. yeah. For every adversity, there's a seed of equal equivalent. And you got to be able to turn that around. So take, if there's an obstacle there, I urge you, study that obstacle so you don't do that again and learn from it. Now, one of the biggest things, and it's even in the final chapters, or the one of the final chapters of the book, We Can Grow Rich, is, you know, 
fear, right? So many people are afraid to go out and accomplish their dreams. They think, okay, this is going to be a good life, a good pension, a good, you know, good job. It's, it's steady, it's comfortable, but it's not really what they want. And, and let's say from reading your book, you did everything without any fear to my knowledge of what, you know, you're like, okay, well, that could, this could go bad. It couldn't go bad, but it also, you chose this to always go with the side. It could go good. It could go well. So where does that come from? That, that you did not have any fear that you just might lose your whole shirt, so to speak. (laughs) Well, you know, I've been in certain instances where people would be feared to have guns put to my head, you know, and things like that in my life, and never fear me. There is nothing to fear. You can't even fear death. Why fear something that's going to happen anyways? Mm-hmm. We all are going to die someday. Mm-hmm. The journey that we have on this earth is not for a long period of time. Even if you live to 100, it's still not a long period of time. We're going to all die. So take advantage of every moment that you're above this earth, that you're breathing, and take advantage of it and do good things with it. Do positive things and be happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the way I look at life. Um, I don't fear nothing. What am I going to fear? Somebody going to kill me? I mean, I think also, too, that fear in, you know, brings about worry. And then worry, you know, you're sitting there taking your time and worrying about things that you don't know. I mean, it it might happen that way, but you're worrying about things that you can't control or that you don't have control over. Um, And that may never happen the way that you think they might happen, right? That's right. And so, therefore, I think that that's part of fear because you're you're worrying yourself into being afraid that something something might happen but the complete opposite may also happen as well you know my son just sent me something from an actor yesterday i posted it don't be afraid to take the jump mm. all right that's the essence of the thing okay don't fear anything don't be afraid to take that jump mm-hmm. you know I used to die off, dive off the high boards and off the cliffs in the water. Was I afraid? Yeah, I had a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. But man, once I did it, I mean, you know, you should jump out of airplanes. Right. You know, first time, yeah, you have a little fear. But do it, and then that fear leaves you. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah, absolutely. So in closing this, what do you, what is next for you? Like you, you just wrote the book and what's, what's the next step for you in your life? You're 77, 77. God bless you. I mean, and so, but you don't, you're not stopping. You're still, you're going, you're on full speed still. I'm just beginning. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm just beginning. Today is the first day for the rest of my life. Nice. And if I can make somebody else's day, a happy day, I definitely will. I try to achieve that every day. 
sometimes it's just simple hello to somebody. Mm. Okay. And, you know, as I say in the epilogue in my book, if we all hold hands together, together we all can make this world a better place. But it's going to take us all. I can't do it all by myself. I need you all. Thank you. Thank you. And so go and get his book, The Accidental Gangster. And you can find it on Amazon, on it's any. It's Amazon, Amazon Barnes and Noble. Barnes and, Noble. and if you want an autographed copy of it, go to my website, theaccidentalgangster.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mindy.